What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, boys and girls. It's time for the Coffin Joe cast. The only show where points your didgeridoo is not only encouraged, it's expected. So crack open another BB and throw some shrimp on the barbie. Welcome to Australia. It's sexy time. G'day, and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Killer Wilbar. I'm Joel. And Jasmine Joel again this week. So, yes. Well, a lot to talk about. Um, did you hear any sounds that time, Joel? Nope, but uh, that's all right. I don't need to hear the sounds. I know them. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why that's not working. <laughs> anyway, usual troubles at the beginning of a show. That's what happens when you take a week off. Things stop working. <laughs> well, fix it in post. Yeah, yeah we'll deal with, deal with it later. So, we missed last week because I was away. Up in the lovely Bundaberg. Yes, lovely Bundaberg. Bundaberg. Yeah, it's a shithole. Even Donna says it's a shithole. She, she couldn't wait to get out of there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, we, we, what, we landed Thursday. We left Wednesday. So, yeah, so we get up there, um, go pick up our hire car, and we got a free upgrade because Donna had a coupon. So, I hired a Toyota Camry Hybrid. Fucking beautiful car. Ooh. Oh, it was fucking <laughs> sweet. And it was like a, it wasn't a standard model. It was an up, you know, a better model. And I hopped in the thing. I want one. Oh, it was beautiful. And it's cheap on fuel too. So. I was going to say, it's going to be cheap on fuel if nothing. Yeah, well, I was doing a lot of running around. I think I, I drove about, drove about 400 kilometers and didn't even use half a tank of fuel. Wow. Mm. Cost me just over 40 it's, bucks to refill it when I took it back. Sounds like a lot, but I don't know. I'm not doing the conversion. Yeah. I don't know. It cost me a little less than 30 bucks to fill a tank. Yeah, here. but you have cheaper fuel than we do. Our fuel's like a dollar oh, twenty, dollar thirty a liter. So that's because you guys use petrol. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but I love the car. And that's what I said, Donna. Fuck. I mean, I'm a Commodore man. You don't get me a Commodore any day, but I'm like the Donna. I'm, I'd take one of these. Any day of the week, so but they're like eighty grand to buy brand new, so it's <laughs> a bit out of our price range. Sixty or eighty, but yeah, I love that. So yeah, we get up there Thursday and basically me and Donna were doing a lot of the running around, finalising the uh, wedding. So we're running over, we had to run and get a tie for um CJ the 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 um what Ring bear? No, the guy getting married, the fucking Oh, the groom? Groom, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> so, yeah, we will run around. We are just picking up last-minute things. Um, I had to drive Donna to get a dress fitting. Oh, how's this freaking uh, Tammy? That's Donna's sister. She rings up the, the dress um, tailor, the person fixing up the dress, and said, oh, this is Thursday night. Um, yeah, so how's the dresses going? She goes, oh, we've got to do the final fitting. And she goes, yeah, I know. And the woman goes, well, you're not picking them up till July. And Don, uh, Tammy goes, yeah. This Saturday's first of July. She goes, oh shit! So we had, I had to race. Oh god! Do, do, everyone had to race in Friday morning. First thing Friday morning for him to get the dresses altered and you know fitted. So I race in. Donna gets done first because me and Donna had a lot of running around to do. We had to go to the party shop and buy certain things for the tables and the reception, and and then try to find a pair of pants for one of the the guys who was going to be a groomsman, but he's a bit ill, and um, so they swapped out the groomsman to um. This other guy who was a sta- the standby in a sense, well, he wasn't sure if he was going to make it, so they put this other guy on the groomsman as the groomsman. But yeah, he was crook, so switched out, and he needed a pair of pants. So we're running around op shops looking for pants, and we go in, found a pair of pants. They were five dollars. I'm like, wow, that's not too bad. Then we go to the counter. Oh, we got a special today, one dollar. Giving up? He's a dollar coin. <laughs> if that ain't fit, I don't care. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, me and Donna did a ton of running around, and Tammy was so appreciative, and I said, I don't mind. I, it was not a problem for me. I I felt 
happy to do it because it made me part of the wedding in a way, not just a partner to one of the um, bridesmaids. So yeah, we Friday night they were doing the final, setting up the tables in the reception, and uh, me and Donna had to drop around something, I forget what, and then we stayed and helped set up that. But then Saturday morning I went back over by myself and did the final prep. Just these uh, these water balls things, yeah, they come in like the little beads and you're saving them water overnight and they expand to be like size of a marble and full of water. And they went in on these little vases with these little flashy lights. And So I went in there Saturday morning all by myself, set all that up for them. And um, oh, they loved it. They go, you did a good job, Graham. And I'm like, wow, I should become a wedding planner. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see from, I mean, from coffin builder to well, wedding planner. That was <laughs> the joke I made. Everything going to be in the shape of a coffin if <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah, I, I set all that up. I was running around. Um, so that that was the morning of the wedding. Oh, the night before the wedding. Um, one of Donna's aunties, I don't know if it's a true auntie, but someone they call an auntie. Um, auntie Kath, she was putting all the bouquets together back at Tammy's house while we were running around. And um, Donna's mum was supposed to come back to Tammy's house and pick her up. Donna's mum was a bit tired, so she went home. So I had to drop Artie Kath home back to uh, Donna's mum's place, um, Shelley's place. Um, and so I was—I thought I'd finished for the night running around, so I'd started settling, and then I was sort of in a panic. Not panic, but I was in a rush, so I raced over there, pulled in the driveway, dropped Artie Kath off, reversed out, I hit a car, backed into a car. With the rental? Yes. Now, oh, crap. This is on record on recording, but I've already got my top deposit back for the car, so I don't care. I took off. <laughs> well, fuck, I hope no one heard that. <laughs> I think you're all right. Donna, well, wait. Donna goes, yeah, just go to, don't worry, don't say anything to Tammy, don't say anything to mum, her mum. We'll just deal with it after the wedding. So Donna's mum, Shelley, didn't say a word till after the wedding. She goes, I heard it. She goes, I don't care. <laughs> and there was an, I, on the bumper of the car, I took some paint off, a large amount. And Donna was panicking all the way, all the time, till we took the car back. Oh, we're going to lose our deposit, we're going to lose our deposit. Didn't lose the deposit. So I got away with that one. <laughs> but it was, you know when you're in a rush and you just want to get things done? And I just reversed out, not concentrating, and boom, just a little ding in the door. And a little paint missing off a bumper of a Camry. <laughs> but yeah, Donna's <laughs> mum heard it. So that was, that was funny. But we got away with it. So. But yeah, about Shelley, she wasn't the biggest fan of mine. She didn't like me too much. She didn't hate me, but she thanked me multiple times about what a good job I did up there and how much running around I did, and you know. So I think I've won her over now. So I was going to say that's a good way to win favor with somebody. Oh yeah, she was multiple times. She come when I was setting up on Saturday. She showed up to set something else up, and she, she goes, "You did a good job, Graham. That's great." And then on the night of the wedding, you you've done really good, Graham. And then later on, then she even said to Donna, "Geez, Graham did good." So. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> I would be, especially if somebody that doesn't really like you that uh, much. Didn't hate me. Sure she just had an opinion on me, and yeah. So, nah, she was. She, even when we left, she gave me a big hug because we, as we got into the airport, we went over to say goodbye to her. She gave me a big hug. And she goes, "Thank you so much for all the work you did, Graham." I says, "Not a problem, sure. It's my pleasure." Even Tammy, like, give me a big hug at the airport. Thank you. She thanked thanked me multiple times. I said, "Tam, it was my pleasure. Don't worry." She's even been saying to Donna, I feel so bad for what Graham had to do and everything. And Don I'm telling her, telling Donna to say to Tam, it was my pleasure. It made me feel part of the wedding, not just a guest at the wedding, you know? So Right. Plus, I mean, you're there for, for Donna and, and the family. And everybody yeah. that it's in her family to, yeah. you know, well, get the same Tammy's level of treatment my, that you Tammy's my sister now. Well, not to me and Donna get married, technically, at the end of the year, but... I consider her sister. She give, she always give me big hugs. I'd be going to bed at night and we sit because we sit out the front of their house smoking and just talking. And I give Donna a kiss goodnight, and Tam goes, "Where's my kiss?" So I go <laughs> give her a kiss on the cheek and just put one arm around her. She goes, "No, I want a proper hug." She drags me in and gives me a huge hug, and <laughs> so that was all good. Uh, but uh, her two children, though, fuck, they were annoying. They're little brats. <laughs> I mean, Talia. We've we had Talia down here a couple of years ago. She's all right on her own. She's she's got her problems, but she listens. But the little shit Kyle, he wants, he wants, and he doesn't listen. He gets told to go get changed. We're going out, and he stands there still playing PlayStation or whatever. Ah, he was just a nuisance. So we we took them out most places. We went to the botanical gardens up there, and they got a train, 
and because we were fucking around doing other things, the train stopped at 3.30, and he goes, I want to go on it, so we can't, we'll come back tomorrow, but I want to go on it now, <sighs> so, yeah, they were a bit annoying, but yeah, I think, how old is this kid? Uh, 10. And he's acting like that still? Yeah, he's, uh, it's just the way he's brought up, he's, yeah, yeah, it's hard to get into, but yeah, he's, he's a little shit, and, oh, he gets yelled at, there's just constant yelling up there, even I yelled at him. If he wasn't doing anything right, I'd, Kyle, keep, stop it, you know. Like, we'd hop in the car, and instantly, we weren't even, we're two minutes out of the driveway, and he's kicking the seat or doing something. Fucking, oh, it, it was getting on my nerves. And the worst part is, I couldn't play my music in the car, because no one likes my music. So we had to listen to one of these hit radio stations for the kids, and they start singing along to shit music. <laughs> shit singing. <laughs> okay, I said to Donna, What's worse than the shit music is them singing along. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, fucking! You know the fucking that shit they play today. New shit. Donna goes. I bet you my parent, our parents thought the same thing when we were younger. I'm like probably, but yeah. But yeah, we took them out to most places we went. The only place me and Donna really went on our own, we went to the Bundaberg uh, Rum Factory and did the tour. So, I'm not a rub drinker. I. But they had some liqueurs that were nice. But yeah, we did the tour and I thought it was shit. I expect to see more. But afterwards you get two free samples. Which I had a, had a sip of one and a, a, a finished the liqueur. But I couldn't drink too much because I was driving. But yeah. Right. That, it wasn't as good as I expected it to be. But yeah. Other than that, we we didn't do much. We took them to... <laughs> there's the Bundaberg Ginger Beer Company up there. And they've got a, a shop called The Barrel. And it's a tour. So me and Donna... We did the rum factory in the morning. We went and picked the kids up and took them to have to do this barrel. It's called the barrel. But yeah, you go through. We expected it to be some sort of like show you how it's made. No, it's just a stupid little museum and it's all interactive for kids. I walked in there with Donna and went, well, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Donna goes, yeah, no. <laughs> and we got it half price because the hologram movie thing wasn't working. So thank fuck, it only cost us 12 bucks fifty for the four of us. But you got free taste testing afterwards of all their different versions of ginger beer and shit. I said, Donna, I don't want any of that. I've tried most of it before. Donna goes, yeah, same. So the kids there drunk every single sample. <laughs> we had to drag them away. <laughs> well, come on. But me and Donna got to get a free bottle of ginger beer or she got uh, whatever she drinks because we didn't do the tasting. But I said, Donna, what is it with this town? Everything here sucks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bundaberg. It wasn't too bad. Uh, it's no mudgy. No mudgy. It's no Sydney. But yeah, they've got a zoo up there. It's free to walk in. It's like got about 20, 10 animals, maybe. And they've got a couple of dingoes, a couple of things in there. Yeah, else? I saw those pictures yeah. on uh, the Facebook pages. Yeah. So, yeah, up there, it didn't do much. Just sat around. I was supposed to go fishing on Monday night when CJ got home from work, but it was his first day back after having a week off. He was buggered. And he got home before me and Donna got back with the kids, and he, he said to uh, Tammy, oh, I'm so buggered, I don't really want to go fishing, but I, I said to Graham, I'm going to take him out. And Donna come out to me, she calls me aside, she goes, hey, CJ's tired, he wants to take you fishing, but he's buggered. And Donna goes, I told told him that Graham understands, he knows what it's like when you're buggered from work, don't worry yeah. about it. So I went up, mate, don't worry about it, he's covered in dust. And she, I, I don't know what he does, he, I don't know if he works on a farm or something, but he's covered in bloody soil dust. And I said, CJ, don't worry about it, mate, I know what it's like. He goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> He goes, we'll go tomorrow night. But the following night, I was, I was just buggered and run down and just, I was over it. I'm like, don't worry about the fishing, mate. Next time I come up, we'll go fishing. So, so I thought I saw pictures of you fishing, though. Yeah, that's when we got back to Sydney. Oh, okay. This is where the story's leading to. Just looking down at my notes. I think I went through everything up there. Oh, no, one more thing from being up there at Bundy. There's this woman who promised she's... Um, was on to Donna for weeks. They're setting up the motel room and the surprise for Tammy. And they had a, a picture frame that people put money in for. Like Donna put 50 oh, in. Yeah. Um, uh, what's her name? Felicity. That's uh, CJ's sister. Um, she put 100 in. And this bitch, I forget her name. I shouldn't mention it anyway. She was supposed to put money in. She was supposed to go to the motel room and set it up like put rose petals, you know, make it fancy. She didn't fucking do it. So, she was too busy running around Bundaberg trying to score fucking ice and speed and, you know, 
She's a nice addict. You can see it. She's got the scabs all over. Yeah. Aww. So she failed to do that, which Tammy was upset about. Um, they didn't have it, their bag there. Nothing was done. Because we went the day before to pick up the key. So when she flew in, oh, this bitch messaged fucking Donna as we're flying up. I missed my flight. What do I do? What do I do? Donna goes, well, <laughs> you can get a flight into um, Harvey Bay where we flew into tomorrow. So she come in late. CJ had to pick her up. She was supposed to help the boys get ready on the morning. She was running around. 45 minutes before they had to leave, she starts getting them into gear to get ready, or the groomsmen and the, the, the groom. Oh, yeah, she was a complete failure, and it pissed Tam off. The conversation's still probably going between Donna and Tam, because it went on for days how fucked up she was and fucked everything up. And um, I said to Donna, I wish I knew, because me and Donna would have went over there. Doesn't matter how much running around we did. As I said to Donna, I'm pissed off, because if I'd known, you and me would have went, and we would have set that room up. We mightn't have done it the way she, she was going to, but at least we would have had something there for them, you know? Right. So... Yeah, that was a good Now, who was this person again? I mean, not the name, but like, uh, she was a friend? friend. Uh, her husband is friends with CJ. So, they live okay. in Melbourne. They used to live up at Bundaberg, but they live in Melbourne now. Now, I'm not saying a name, not because I don't want to, because I can't remember it, but she's a fucking bitch. So, and the worst part is, when she got back, she messaged Felicity, that's CJ's sister, going, how dare you say I'm on ice? Why are you saying that about me? And that stirred some more trouble up. This is the day after the wedding. So there was more shit fight going on after the wedding. Oh, man. So it was crazy. So like all weddings are, but at least there were no punch-ups <laughs> yeah. at the wedding. So I was talking to <laughs> right. Tam. When, we, when I took the car back, the person wasn't there to put the, take the car back when we at the rental joint. So me and Tam were just sitting in the car and I'm chatting. She goes, oh, when all the wedding went well, I said, yeah, there was no punch-ups. Like a typical Bundaberg wedding. She laughed. She goes, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, for me it was it was more work than holiday, which I knew it would be. I had no problem with it, but yeah. Overall, went well. Tammy was happy. She loved the way the room was set up. the The, the wedding went well. It was at a, a place called the Swamp. It was in a park, so the wedding went well. Um, I can't post any photos that I took yet till Tammy's posted them. That's just the rule. You can't post photos of the wedding till the bride has. So. But yeah, I took some shots and I took them over to um, meet up with the official photographer. And she went through some of my photos. She goes, that's a good shot. Oh, geez, that's a good shot. So I've got some great shots. And I've given Tammy some of the photos. Well, m most of the photos. So she was pretty impressed with my photography. <laughs> Plus, it gave you guys a chance to get away from from the, your house and mm. spend some time together, even if you were around crazy. Mm. Yeah. So that was all good. So, yeah, so we got back Wednesday and I, I messaged uh, MJ, the, the person I borrowed the car off, and I said, look, we're back from Queensland, do you mind if I keep the car to the weekend? I'll drop back Sunday. She goes, she goes, hee hee, no problem, we've got two cars, we're right. So, so Donna, what was it, Friday, so Thursday we, oh, oh, Thursday, we'll get to this later, I, <laughs> I, I went to the movies on Thursday for the first time in a long while, I saw Spider-Man Spider Homecoming, we'll get to that later. So... We did that. Donna went and done some shopping. She went and printed out some photos. Um, Friday, she goes, let's go to the Koala Park. The Drop Bear Park. <laughs> it's over near where she works. It's it's a very small sort of zoo, but very, it's great. It's not busy. So, yeah, we took off Friday morning, go over there. It's uh, It was great. I actually got to pat a dingo. <laughs> Two dingoes. And they didn't eat my baby. Yeah. I was just going to ask. <laughs> no. Oh, they're beautiful. I, Donna had to drag me away from them. She goes, come on, we've got other animals to see. But I want to pet them. <laughs> the, two keep, dingo. the two keepers, they were great. And they just like dogs. They're pretty placid. Well, the male's like, his name's Boof. He's got a big head. <laughs> it was funny. The woman, One of the women standing around looking at him goes, oh, geez, he's got a big head. And I said, that's why he's called Boof. And the keeper goes, yep, that's right. <laughs> I said, Donna, <laughs> see, I know. Well, yeah, I was patting them. Oh, they were so nice. And, um, yeah, we patted that, and I've never patted a dingo before. I've only seen them behind cages. Um, so we did that. We went up to the cockatoo cage, and there's this old cockatoo with some feathers missing. He crawls up the cage, and I start patting him. He loved me. And I'm scratching him, scratching him, and Don goes, come on, let's go. I said, I want to pat the cockatoo. <laughs> I said to him, I'll be back later, mate. So we come back to him later, but, yeah. Then we went over to the, the koala section, 
And uh, I don't know, you seen the photos I posted? Yeah, I was just actually looking through them again as you were talking about yeah. them, and I was looking at the pictures of uh, um, the woman holding the koala. Yep, that was the baby one. It was so cute. So she was holding that one, and um, she brought him outside the, the ca uh, where they had him, and the kids went in first, but then me and Donna went inside the, the enclosure part, and that's where you got the other photos of the, the drop beds. I don't, Donna's got a photo on her phone. I've got to get it off her. It's me crouching underneath the, one of the koalas with a shock look on my face, like, oh, drop it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I'll have to get that one off her and post it. But yeah, but yeah, I've got to pat a koala. Never done that before. But it's the thing. If you go to one of these bigger zoos, you have to pay to do that sort of stuff. But this one, no. So you got to do that. Went round to the kangaroo enclosure, uh, bought some feed, which is just hay. Two bucks fifty a bag, but no. Uh, they feed the kangaroos, but most of them were not hungry. I think they've already been fed by a lot of people, but yeah, they munch on the hay and they're just laying in the sun. I got down to pat a kangaroo. I've done that before. It's just a strange thing. You've always pat, you always get to pat a kangaroo. You just don't pat a <laughs> platypus. <laughs> Zing. But yeah, so it was a nice day out there. And it's, it, as I said, it's pretty small. You can get through it in like two hours. So we did all that. And then I went, and um, Donna goes, You've got to go back and see your friend, the cocky. So I walked back up to the cage, and he saw me coming. He comes running to the bottom of the cage, crawls up, gets up the side of the thing, scratch, scratch, scratch. Donna's like, I don't know if I should scratch him. He might bite me. I go, he's not going to bite you. She's scratching him. Then I'm scratching him, and then his beak opens to go bite me, just very slowly. I went, hey, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> so I'm scratching him, and Donna goes, we've got to go. Anyway, these two agents come up behind me, and they went to scratch him. And so I walked away. He lost his shit. His comb come up on his head, and he's... <laughs> He, he wasn't happy I left. <laughs> so, he liked you. Well, you. He wanted to eat their baby, but not yeah. yours. But I have a way with animals. Most animals like me. As I said, 9 out of 10 animals like me. 9 out of 10 dogs do. It's like up at Bundaberg. We were at a couple of different places where people had dogs, and they loved me. But there was the one dog at uh, her mother's place. She was minding for the neighbor. Didn't like me. Barked at me. I'm like, see, Donna? 9 out of 10 dogs like me. This one doesn't. <laughs> Most animals love me. Yeah, so we, we did the koala park, and then, because um, I went out fishing before we went on holidays, and my rod was fucked, and so I said, Donna, we're going to go fishing, and we're out that way, and we saw a bait shop, like a fishing shop, so I had to buy her a hand reel, go in there and get the bait, and I said, where should we go fishing? The guy goes, go up to Bob and Head. So, after we left the koala park, we went straight up, and found this nice little fishing spot in the national park. Had to pay $12 to be in the National Park, but no. So we were out fishing. Donna hadn't fished in a while. I got a couple of nibbles. I didn't get a fish. Donna did. But it was too, too small to keep. But she was so excited. I caught a fish. I caught a fish. <laughs> was that a little tiny thing yeah. that was covered in sand? Sand, yeah. Because when you got it onto the bank, it got covered in sand. And I was holding it. And Donna goes, I want a photo. I want a photo. I said, hurry up. The thing's flopping around. Quick. So, yeah. She got a fish. And... It started, the sun went down up there and we started getting cold and Donna goes, I think we've had enough. I'm like, yeah, my hands are fucking starting to freeze up. So I said, we'll go fishing tomorrow. So yeah, we had plans, as I said, to go fishing yesterday and then I had to take the car back. So we raced up, up a little further than where we were fishing up to a place called Brooklyn, not New York. <laughs> Donna goes, this is the Brooklyn Bridge. I said, no, this is the Mooney Mooney Bridge. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we found a spot up there. We had no luck, but. So at least we're out fishing, enjoying ourselves, doing something together, which we don't get a chance to do much. But, oh, that's news too. Um, Donna had been worrying about getting registered as a nurse. She's had some troubles trying to get it sorted. And she'd been chasing it for weeks and she's panicking. And she goes, I'm not going to get it. That means I can't do my new grad. She is panicking big, big time. Um, the Friday night before the wedding, she gets an email. You're registered as a nurse. So all that relief. Yeah, it was great for her. So she's got four more days at the job she's at. She's going today, tomorrow, yeah, Thursday. She's no more working at the place she's at. And she starts the following week at Liverpool Hospital on a new grad. And she's working in the surgery department. I forget what it is, some skin surgeries or something. So she's pretty happy. Good. She's earned it. Yeah, well, that's why she was pissed off. If I don't get the registration, she's saying, that's... Three years, two and a half years of study wasted. 
I said, I keep telling her, just be patient. She goes, oh, you know what I'm like, I can't be patient. I said, just keep on doing. The problem was because she had a shoplifting offence when she was 20, so it's a criminal record. So they had to review uh. it. and But it had to be reviewed by a certain person and then get to the board. You know, it's your bureaucracy fucking gone mad, you know. So it all worked out good in the end. So she's happy. She's out of the job she's at now and she's moving on in her career. So she got six months at where she is now with the surgery department and then they'll shift her to somewhere else. She doesn't know where. And then she'll do that for another six months and that completes a new grad and then she can go work where she likes, I think. As a registered nurse. Yes. That's awesome. It's about time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good because she'll be earning a bit more money. It'll uh, relieve some of our financial pressures. And uh, seeing since we've had the car down here and the car up there, she goes, we're buying a car. She has the freedom we have. <laughs> well, no. But you understand it costs money, not just to buy the car, to keep the car running. So I wouldn't mind well, having but a car. But the problem is you... I'm a taxi driver now. <laughs> But you know a bit about cars, though, right? Yeah. Well, it depends. If we get a very modern car, I wouldn't work on it. They've got too many computer chips and, you know, I can do the simple stuff. I can change oil. I can do basic stuff. So, yeah. I know enough about cars to keep them running. Not have to take a mechanic just to get oil changed or, you know. So if you get the right car, then you could cut some costs by knowing what to do to fix it. Yep. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. And my dad knows a lot about cars, too, and he's... He's got all the tools down in his garage, so if I have anybody to work on a car, that's where I'd go, because he's got the jacks, he's got, you know, any tool I need to change any part, and, and he's got the knowledge, so not that I'd get him to work on the car, but he can stand and go, Graham, you need to do that, change that, do this, this is what you got to do, so. Plus, you'd never run out of blinker fluid, so. Yeah, you can't run there's, out. There's that. Yeah, it's never run out of blinker fluid, mate. Not that people <laughs> use them. Fuck, no. <laughs> Fucking amount of poop. Well, even Donna's starting to get the shits on the roads. She goes, how do you deal with this every day? I said, I don't know, but I do. She's yelling more than me. You fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the passenger seat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I swear Bundaberg. Uh, I thought Sydney drivers are bad, not Bundaberg. You either got the slow-ass bastards that are just putting along, or the crazies which are flying past you. <laughs> At least here in Sydney, everyone's crazy flying past you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty much... My week, yeah. Fishing, koala parks. We'll get to Spider-Man a little later. But I've been talking too much. How you been, Joel? <laughs> well, just to uh, to touch on the zoo thing, uh, it's interesting that you, you mentioned the, the places you went. Cause in Kansas City, the zoo is quite possibly the most horribly laid out zoo on the planet. Mm. Like, if you want to go from one exhibit to the next, it's like, I don't know, a half a mile walk. <laughs> and... The exhibits themselves are laid out so wide and, and everything that when you're there, you, the chances of seeing something are pretty minuscule. And this is a zoo you pay to go to. And then you go to like the Brookfield Zoo or Lincoln Park Zoo here in Chicago. And they're nice, but, you know, again, it's something you're paying for. But then there's a zoo up in Madison in Wisconsin that's free. And it's kind of like what you were talking about. Maybe two hours to get through the whole thing if you, you, know, if you go to all the exhibits. It's super nice. It's laid out logically. Everything's close together. The animals are, the enclosures are big enough that they have room to move around but and be comfortable, but they're small enough that you can see the animals and they have them set up. So if they go inside, you can see them inside. You go outside, you see them outside. And it's really nice and it doesn't cost a thing to go. You know, they make their money on donations and selling stuff and the gift shop. And, yeah. you know, the, right. And so. It's like, I wish they would all be like this, you know, this, and so uh, that's where Isaiah wants to go every year on his birthday. So every year drive up to, to, uh, Wisconsin to the, the Henry Villas zoo and spend, you know, a couple hours there and have lunch. And, um, you know, they don't care if you bring stuff into the park or they have a, a spot outside where you can eat and it's a small college town. So there's, you know, lots of places to go if you don't want to bring food and, it's just really nice. So when you were talking about that, it reminded me of, of that. And they've got like a petting area and a park inside and a train and all the same stuff you're t- talking about. Uh, so it was like, that's that's funny. Everywhere you go. Um, but other than that, the past two weeks have been fairly laid back uh, at work. 
we, you know how it is where you get asked to do things that aren't necessarily part of your skill set and you're not getting paid more, but it's mm-hmm. considered a quote unquote, you know, looks good on your resume or, uh, you know, makes you look good in the, the eyes of the higher up. So basically they're getting you to do jobs that they would pay somebody else to do for free as a status. So I've been on a team that um, handles one specific aspect of uh, our job where we set up waivers for for insurance. So uh, my team that I was on slowly dwindled down to where it was just me. So for like the past six months, I've been the only one doing the job that used to be done by four people. So uh, the person that kind of spearheads making sure we have time to, to do the job She's like, we need to get more people and get you some help. I'm like, all right, uh, you know, I've got no problem with that. So she's like, she sends me a list of like 20 people. She's like, all right, who do we want to pick for your team? And so we selected three new people and I got to, uh, to train the first two of them last Friday. And then uh, the third, or the third one I got to train um, this Friday, yesterday here would have been Saturday, your time. And so now I'm kind of the head of this team, which again, not getting paid anything more (laughs) and doing a job that, you know, maybe they would pay somebody else to do. I don't know, but it's, it's kind of nice. And now I guess I did a decent enough job that they want me to do it for one of the other call centers and like train their team. They wouldn't like be under me or anything. I'm not like important, but at least show them a good way to do it. And so it's kind of a nice feeling to be in demand, so to speak. But I don't know if yeah. I ever decide to promote, I guess I can put it on my resume. Yeah, that'll help. Yeah. But the the thing is, is that all the places in there that, that are hiring, it seems like consistently, I don't want to do a damn one of the jobs that they offer. None <laughs> of them. They all, it's either, you know, in marketing or business or some sort of analyst or whatever. And I'm like, I have no idea what these people do. And I know as soon as I got into that job, I would, I would sink and you can't go back to the job you had before. So I'm not going to risk losing my job for the sake of getting promoted. Yep. And my boss is like, don't you want to get ahead in the company? I'm like, well, yeah, I'd like to make more money, but I really don't want to lose my hourly wage and possibly getting overtime. And I don't really want to do a job that I have no idea what goes on. So I, I'm just kind of stuck where I'm at at the moment. But yeah, that, that's, that's been probably the most exciting thing this week. Uh, we had 4th of July here, which, yeah. you know, in, in Australia, that's when we celebrate our independence from the Queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I saw you posting about people already fucking doing fireworks like two days before 4th of July. <laughs> oh, it it gets so bad. And the thing is, in the state of Illinois, fireworks are illegal. Other than, you know, like snap pops and sparklers. <laughs> so, just across the state line in Wisconsin, which the closest Wisconsin border is about 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes from my door to get to the, the border. So... In in where we're at in Illinois, it's really easy to go across the border and buy fireworks. And what is that? That's my computer fan going. Oh, it sounded like a vacuum. Yeah, um, she's firing up. <laughs> so people go over the state line and, and fireworks are legal year-round there. So they've got these giant fireworks warehouses right off the interstate. So you drive 15 minutes to Wisconsin load up on fireworks, come back across the state line, and you're good to go. So people will go and just buy a shit ton of fireworks. And, you know, occasionally you'll hear them during the year. And either that or it's gunshots. I don't know. They, they sound very similar. Um, but it gets really bad the week before. And for this year, it's been fairly mild the couple days after. And I don't have a problem with fireworks on the 4th of July. But... When it's a week before and it's three in the morning and they're still lighting off Roman candles and bottle rockets and things, it's like, come on, dude, really? I just, I'm trying to sleep. I got to work in the morning and it, it just, I feel like a curmudgeon, but at the same time, it's, it's just like, have a little respect for the people around you. And I coming home after the, the, the fireworks, cause every year for 4th of July, 
you know, the family goes down and we have a specific spot that we go and we sit and we, we watch the fireworks display that the city puts on. And it's like a, I don't know, like a $50,000 fireworks display. Um, and then, you know, afterwards getting home is always crazy. Well, this year as I'm driving home down the main street that heads to my house, there's people in the middle of the streets lighting shit off and it's, it's, you know, flying at the cars and I mean, it's just like the wild, wild oh, west. <laughs> I get home and, um, you know, get the kids to bed and, and finally heading to bed. And, you know, at that point I'm not upset about the fireworks when it's 4th of July. So, you know, I, I go to sleep and I'm like, whatever, they're going to do what they're going to do. The next morning I'm looking at the news cause I had to go, Oh yeah, I should tell you about the dentist. Um, I'm watching the news when I'm sitting in the dentist chair and there was a riot and a shooting downtown <laughs> Rockford on 4th of July evening after I had gotten in my car and was trying to head home. So America, <laughs> right. Way to go. Uh, nice way to make our town look good. Um, so yeah, the dentist, there you go. Yeah. Um, so last Friday, I had a crown pop off on the back right upper part of my mouth. And I've got a lot of dental work. I mean, before I got married, I went through a year's worth of weekly visits to the dentist trying to get stuff kind of fixed up. Goodness. And <laughs> there's a firework. Um, one of the, the crowns that they had put on apparently came loose and popped off when I was eating breakfast. Um, at work, so I'm like, shit, I gotta go to the dentist now. So I talked to the lovely Maybelline to find out where she had gone because she had some work done not too long ago. And so I called up because I figured they would be covered by our insurance, and she went there. We have the same insurance, and um, I went and they started looking around. I took a bunch of X-rays, and I'm waiting for the dentist to come back and kind of fill me in on what the damage is. And I'm expecting the worst. You know, I, I mean, I know that I have horrible teeth, so I'm, I know there's going to be problems. But as he starts rattling off the things that need to be done, I'm just like, holy shit, I can't afford any of this. And he's like, well, we could go a more conservative route. We could pull out two more teeth. And I'm like, I don't want to lose any more teeth. I'm like, at this point, I might as well get dentures. So um, the, the end's four crowns and a filling that need to be done um one of which is the one that came off and then the one below it that apparently was never sized right so when i bite down that's what caused the other one to come loose and i he's like well you know why don't you go meet with our office manager and we'll talk about payment option or a payment plan or dental you know, plan. what exactly we're talking about lisa needs so, braces dental plan <laughs> lisa needs braces so i i go in and i, I sit down with this lady and she's giving me the, you know, the the cell and the spiel. And she's as she's typing stuff in, she's promoting the the dental place and all this. And um, it's a it's a chain, a dental chain here in in, in the U.S. So I'm waiting for the bottom line. And so she starts going down the the sheet, and she gets to the end of it, and she flips over and she shows me the total. Now. Without dental insurance, the total amount of work is close to fifteen thousand dollars, and I, I nearly shit myself. So then, of course, I know with my insurance plan, there's a big discount because they're they're in network, um, and then I've got a you know a certain amount of coverage per year, and then even after all that's said and done, it's still about five grand Fuck worth me. of work. I'm like, that's a car. That's about to say, you fucking buy a car for five grand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i i don't even need to change the blinker fluid i'm like <laughs> on my damn teeth so uh, then i start thinking about the conservative option of removing some more teeth and then i'm like you know what i need to think about this and i, I want to go home and kind of mull it over and the next two days after that so uh, that was on wednesday so thursday and friday and then even today I've gotten five emails and two texts from them saying, how did we do? Please <laughs> fill out a survey. Fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah, and, I, and as I'm looking on the wall at the, at the office manager's office, and knowing it's a, a national company and all this, and knowing how corporate structures work, I'm looking at these pictures of their, their national gatherings, 
and just kind of getting this feeling in my gut like I do not want to do business with these people. So I um, I wrote a review based. They they're like you know rate us. So I clicked on the link to to rate them, and I I told him about how the dentist was the dentist was fine. I think if he had his own practice, he would be much happier. How the office manager was very not very pleasant and or personable. And then I said, but the real problem is, is you've been basically harassing me <laughs> with your emails and texts, wanting uh, my approval on your services. And I said, you pretty much made me not want to do business with you because of that. So I posted that on, uh, I think it went to Google instead of Facebook. So I'm talking with some other friends about their personal dentists that aren't affiliated with this place. And I think I'm probably going to go get a second opinion. But, yeah, good idea. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, it was. I know there's problems, but I know there's got to be a better way to fix it than that. Because I have a feeling it's one of those places where they're gonna. It's like when you go get your oil changed at a a, a chain place, they're gonna find whatever they can to get a few extra dollars out of yeah. you. And I have no doubt that's hmm. what they're doing. Yeah, well, down at work, even down here, even though we've got our good healthcare cover and you know, you know, for doctors and stuff, but when it comes to dental, same down here, mate. It's expensive, so you need to be like have a private health insurer, and you still have to pay. They only cover so much, but yeah, freaking dental work, man. When in the wrong business, should be in a freaking dentist. But (laughs) dentists have the highest suicide rate in any profession I've heard. Well, I mean, everybody hates a dentist, and I mean, if I was to tell on the show the stories of what I went through as a kid with the dentist I had. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this. If you've ever seen Little Shop of Horrors and the character that Steve Martin plays, that, that was basically my dentist, but older and a lot more mean. Um, I mean, it, it was just a horrific kind of PTSD series of events that just caused me not to ever want to go. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to go find somebody and get a second opinion. And if they say the same thing, then I'll, I'll think about the other place, but uh, I don't think I'll be doing business there. Mm. No. Yeah, seems to be the same problem down here and as well up there with fucking dental. Just they, they just take you for a ride, mate. And they know you need it because you need your teeth. How else are you going to chew on that juicy, juicy steak without your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what uh, a racket. Uh, one thing I didn't mention that was on my notes we were talking about before the show. I ran into my brother. Yesterday at the uh, supermarket, yes. you know about this, it hasn't been mentioned on the show yet. We all know the story about my brother, Brother Simon, Porch, as he used to be known as. I think he still goes by some sort of version of Porch. I was running around yesterday after our fishing trip. While I still had the car that I borrowed, I thought I'd race to the supermarket to get kitty litter, which they had none. Um, <laughs> anyway... I'm rolling, rolling through the supermarket with my shopping trolley in the usual Graham way, fast as I can. Come flying down an aisle, not flying, but suddenly stop and see someone that looks very similar to me. It's like I was looking in a mirror, in a way, and realised, oh shit, that's Simon. I paused for a sec to wonder, what do I do? What would you do? <laughs> um, I decided to go tap him on the shoulder. Say, hello, brother. Stuck my hand out. Stuck my hand out? (laughs) (laughs) Stuck it. Put my hand out to shake. He hesitated. Looked at me. Shook my hand. Sort of grumbled. I don't know. Um, I said, how you going? Uh, All right. Um, He was with his partner and her daughter. And her daughter goes, who is that? And Simon goes, that's my brother. (laughs) In a tone. (laughs) But at least he's still calling me his brother. That's one good thing. So, yes, I did the diplomatic thing. I said, hello shook his hand as I went to leave I asked him how's his health because he hasn't been well lately he's sort of just shook his hand like mm, nah, nah, you know me, me. and uh, that was basically it but yes that's the first encounter I've had with Simon since I saw him at the court case when we had the AVA put on him so it was a bit of a, a shock to me I can honestly say I was shaking inside I just kept shopping Kept doing a couple of little things. Waited till I was out of his sight, and then I messaged Donna. Simon's here, and she goes, you're joking. I said, no. And I said, I shook his hand. She goes, you're joking. I know. 
And then I, <laughs> I had to take a photo. He was going around as I'm checking out. He was going around, and I took a photo just to prove to Donna, yes, Simon's here. I'm not making a joke. So I was a little nervous, but I, I, as you said to me before the show, I did the right thing. I, I always wondered how it would go, play down, play out if I am running to him. But uh, the olive branch is out there for him. I said that to you know. I've said it many times. If he wants to talk to me, I'm willing to talk. It's all on his end. So uh, it was a bit of an experience. Just it was just <laughs> how the last week and a half been with the wedding and everything's gone on. That was a topper for it. So but yeah. And as I said to you, I when I got home, I sent him a, a SMS, a message. I said, "Hey, hey, bro. I know you hate me. Uh, it was nice for you to shake my hand." You know, and be nice. Uh, if you ever want to talk, you know where I am. So I've laid down it. So I've done all. Well, I can. like I said, you took the higher ground, and and it's his, in in his court if he wants to mm-hmm. pursue to things. It's up to him, but it's it's his decision. And as Donna said, he's stubborn. That's the problem. He's very stubborn. I'm stubborn too, but I'm not as stubborn as he is. So that, yeah. It was just <laughs> just the way the week had been, and <laughs> to have that happen, <laughs> uh, it was funny. But, no, nah. and as I said, because I didn't call my mum on Friday, and my, when I got back, called mum, and mum was like, good, you did the right thing, you know. I said, well, that's all I could do, mum. I know how much it's hurting dad, his sons don't talk, so at least I'm doing, as you say, taking the higher ground, I'm trying to do the right thing, so. And that's the way it stands at the moment. I doubt he'll ever talk to me, which is fine. As long as he's just civil to me, if I ever have to come across him at parents' place or any function that we come across each other. So, it is what it is, mate. I can't change the past. I can only look forward to the future and do what I can to make my life better and better for everyone that supports me and surround me. And there's words from words of wisdom from Killer Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, just before real we get... quick... Bef- yeah, we'll go. Oh, I was going to say real quick before we get to ours for random, and you were about to say the same thing. Um, today's my mom's 81st birthday. I don't know if she really wants me to tell her how old she mm. is, but today is her birthday, so happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Joel's mom. Um, quickly, I went and saw Spider-Man Homecoming on Thursday. It got released in Australia on Thursday. I think it's the day before America gets it. Well, technically two days because we're ahead. So yeah, I went to the first session, and it's fucking good. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna say. I can't spoil it. One critique: it's a little long. I think it's nearly over two and a half hours. They could have cut a little. It drags in the middle just a slight bit, but all in all, they did a great job. Best Spider-Man movie ever. Better than Tobey Maguire, I can tell you. It, it's perfect. It's got well, Iron Man's in it. You know that. Um, it's got Happy, you know, the driver. Yep. Uh, John Favreau. Yeah, he's um, Spider-Man's driver. He's sort of like his guide for him. Um, yeah, it's it's great. A lot of... Um, right. A lot of um, what are Easter eggs in there. I was watching a, a YouTube video before the show today about the Easter eggs in it. And yeah, it... Oh, it's brilliant. It... I can't say any more <laughs> other than that's brilliant. <laughs> I know a lot of people well, are going out to watch it. I've seen people post on Facebook, go and see it, go and see it. Um, I forget who was going to see it with someone posted, oh, I'm going to see it. Oh, yeah. Um, Nenimalos is going to see it, well, today, tomorrow, if you know what I mean. He's going on Sunday, taking his kids. So I said to him, you'll love it. It's great. Well, and Harry Trucker saw it and he fell in love with it. And I just... Uh Clicked on IMDb and you're right, yeah, two hours and thirteen minutes. Mm-hmm. I knew how long got because when we're booking the tickets, but yeah. So yeah, we well, I booked my ticket the, for Wednesday night because Donna gets discounts through her Telstra, the company that runs this shitty internet. <laughs> she gets discounts, so she got me a discount ticket. I went into a, I went to the VMAX cinema, not the normal. It's a bigger screen, better sound, better seats. Oh, I had leg room, Joel. I actually had leg room. <laughs> <laughs> I was never going to go gold class, which is where you can get meals <laughs> delivered to you. And it was like another 10, 20 bucks on top of that. I'm like, 
Donna, next time I'm going to Gold Class, probably for Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> but yeah, I, I recommend it to anyone. Uh, if you love the Marvel Universe, you're going to love this movie. Uh, if you're a Spider-Man fan, you're going to love the movie. It's It just fits perfectly into the MCU. It just works so great. So, Well, what's fascinating to me, and I didn't realize this until I just was looking on the IMDb page, but um, he directed... Okay, he directed Cop Car, which if you've ever seen Cop Car, it's Kevin Bacon as a, a kind of a dirty cop. And it's a really, like, simple movie about two kids that steal this dirty cop's car and go for a joyride and find, like, his drugs and guns and everything, and the cop's trying to get it back. And it's just, just really kind of low-key movie. And then he also directed Clown, which was produced by Eli Roth, about a, a guy that turns into an, uh, a demonic clown, and they find out that clowns are actually uh, this ancient evil, and it's just this really dark 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 movie so you've got this slow simple movie that's really dark horror movie and then you've got spider-man yeah i mean talk about a weird body of work and i mean he's done other stuff too but I mean, yep. those are the two full-length movies he's done and that just that's crazy I, i've heard about that i'm one of the podcasts listening i heard they mentioned what the director did before but yeah how oh, you do a good job it's well and worth then, watching like well that's all i can say well, you got to wonder, though, what the Marvel studio execs are like, okay, did you see Cop Car? Yeah, that was really good. Did you see Clown? Man, that was scary. Dude, he'd be great for Spider-Man. It just doesn't seem to add up in my head. Mm. But, uh, I mean... It's full fam- family-friendly movie. It's it, The jokes are there. It's just... It's fun. There's action. And, yeah. I mean, I guess if you look at... at uh, James Gunn's body of work, who used to be a trauma guy, mm. and he's done some pretty graphic crazy dark movies uh i mean and he did guardians of the galaxy both of them which were absolutely the biggest ones yet i mean i guess maybe that's where their head was mm. <laughs> i don't know that's crazy i'm looking forward to seeing it hopefully next weekend oh guess it might get it if you get a chance take the kids if you can they'll love it so oh yeah they're excited Mm, I was. That's, I, I said to Donna, I knew what day it was coming out, and I knew I was on holiday. I said, Donna, when we come back from holidays, I'm going to the movies. I don't care. I haven't been to the movies for a long while. I hate going to the movies, but I had a good time. There, weren't, no, there was no annoying people in there. I had leg room. It was just great. And I got a Spider-Man cup. I don't know if you saw the picture. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it was when I was browsing your Facebook, or I saw it. <laughs> so, yeah, I got the Spider-Man cup deal, you know. Medium popcorn, medium coke or drink in the spider-man cup head so i've got spider-man now and i come home and i got charlie i said you're not back cat anymore you're spider cat spider cat spider cat (laughs) (laughs) poor charlie all right we gotta get this moving on so it's that time joel yes it is wait what's that you say what time is it is it really that time again that's right Hide your dingoes and watch out for drop bears. It is time for R is for random. Mm, angry didgeridoo. It was very angry, I assume. <laughs> um, since I can't hear it at I the know, moment. That's why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to another episode of R is for random, brought to you by the lovely Maybellina, which incidentally... Quick side note, uh, well, aside from her Facebook page for R's Random, which is R is for R-A-N-D-U-M-B, Random, just look that up on Facebook, and you can check out her uh, random posts. And also, if you are on the Facebook, not, not on the Facebooks and you're on the internets, go to rsforrandom.wordpress.com, check out her blog, which uh, she did a last update on June 27th. And uh, she's slowly working her way through the episodes and posting. And she's she's a really fun writer. Oh, yeah, like, she writes she... a lot. I'm like, I start reading them and I'm going, how long does this go for? Jesus. Yeah. Scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> and it's it's very entertaining the way that she writes. Um, and it's easy to read. So I definitely check it out. And the other thing, just to also mention us and her, um, Randall Holt, who uh, has been a fan of our shows in various formats for a long time, he... Um, posted that he was passing through Illinois earlier today, and he, he uh, tagged both her and I as uh, us this being the home state for Joel Happy Pants and the lovely Maybellina, so that's pretty cool, which uh, she posted that uh, that was cool, and I 
advised him it was cool as well. And uh, I like the fact that he tagged her as the lovely Maybellina, which <laughs> that was our nickname for her, and it stuck. So, anyway, thank you, Randall Holt, for the shout-out. All right. So, first question. How long could you survive on a desert island all alone? Wait. You're talking to an Aussie. I fucking survive forever, mate. I got my knife. I can hunt. I can fish. I can make fire. I'll be alright. Forever. Till I die. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I reckon I'd go alright. I've got some survival skills. Never tested them, but yeah. I've watched Crocodile Hunter. <laughs> You've seen it? Yeah, yeah. Should be a YouTube video about it. I'll just YouTube it while I'm on the island. <laughs> You don't have internet or your phone's not going to last that long. <laughs> uh, I I reckon you would probably fare better than me. Yeah, I keep imagining, when I when I saw the question, I was imagining Tom Hanks in Castaway, how, you know, when he gets there, at first he's kind of in disbelief, and then he starts finding stuff around the island and just kind of learning as he goes. That would be me, because I was never a Boy Scout. I was never really outdoorsy. I, I have survival skills, but not in that environment kind of like the a zombie apocalypse you know I'd, I'd get far enough but there'd be a point where i'd need somebody else to give me some skill sets that i don't have like if my blinker fluid ran out i'd be i'd be screwed so i think i'd do all right long term because i'm i'm not a quitter but it would probably be a little more rough than it would be for you yeah, yeah. i'm not that i've ever done it but yeah i know i know enough stuff to get me by i i've seen plenty of um TV shows that teach you how to, you know, find water, and, and plus, you know, I'm part Aboriginal, so it just is in my blood, you know, I know how to find a widgety grub and, you know, <laughs> make a spear out of a, a, a branch, you know, go hunt some kangaroos, some drop bears, you know. <laughs> I'm willing to do what it took to, to survive, uh, but yeah, it would, it wouldn't be as, maybe as, as pretty as you, um, so, so which, speaking of which, there's a great movie I just watched last night on Netflix called um, Here Alone, and it's about a plague situation, kind of like a zombie apocalypse, more of a plague, and there's a woman that uh, is surviving, and uh, it, it plays in nicely with this. If you want a really good survival movie, go check it out. Anyway, um, all right, second question and final question. Are you able to just sit and do nothing? Oh, Yes. One of my favorite things is to sit and do nothing. Just chill. Now, are you just sitting literally and doing nothing? Or are you watching TV or a movie or... Uh, a bit of both, but yeah, I can sit and do nothing. Just sit there and go into my own mind. So, yeah. It's, it's, sometimes it's nice just to sit and do nothing, you know. No, you know, no outside noise like TVs or computers or phones, and you just sit there and just take in the world. Yeah, meditate in a sense. So yeah, I can. And you know, I'm I. This is where we're brothers from another mother because I, I, I mean, yes, I love to sit and watch movies, and you know, uh, about a week ago when I took a day off of work and I watched eight movies and could have squeezed a nine if I ninth in if I would have planned ahead a little better but you know most people look at that and they're like wow I wish I could do that but I don't know how many people really would waste that much of a day and for me it's not wasting it but you know a lot of people look at it that way but I'm of the same mind especially working in a call center where it's noise for the entire time that I'm there there's constant noise sometimes I like to come home and turn everything off and just sit it's a good mind reset and uh, like you said, just kind of not intentionally meditate, but get into that kind of mindset where you're just kind of zoned out and enjoying the quiet. Yep. It's it's it, a good thing. So it's it's like a mind reset. Thing. You're just sitting there and you're just like, oh, it's peace. It's just, and you reset your mind. And then you can take on all the freaking, <laughs> the day the next day with all the noise and all the hecticness. And yeah, it's always good to have one of those, you know, every now and then just to have a moment. I like to do it. I'd like to go just sit in the middle of like a, a a park or a bushland area and just chill. I mean, there's noise. You hear the birds or you hear rustling of the leaves or whatever. But yeah, it's just uh, 
and it, that's just like meditating, but it's not meditating. It is meditating in a sense, but yeah, it just it just eases the mind. You just reset. Oh, now I can face all this other bullshit. <laughs> I concur, sir. All right. Well, so that is ours for random. Thank you to the lovely Mab- Maybellina, as usual, for the questions. Thank you, Maybellina. All righty. All right. We're bringing the show to an end. I have to get going because Donna's going to work and I've got to do a couple of things before she goes. Um, all right. Contact us. We'd love to hear from you. You can call us. 661-434-5956. 661-434-5956. Uh, email coffinjocast at gmail.com that's where you can send your voice recordings off your voice recording app on your phone if you'd rather do it that way we like it that way don't we Joel we like it that way we do because it's nice quality sound and you can take your time and record it at your leisure also we're part of a collective a thing called the podcast collective at podcastcollective.com many fine shows on there well we're not going to list them all off but we've got to mention bad pairing podcast even though one of the hosts of that show didn't show up today. <laughs> I was hoping she'd come on and talk about the kids, the annoying kids. Um, <laughs> get her opinion on that one. Anyway, we'll get Jodie on another time. But yes, we've got 40 going on 14, The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, Joel's other two shows. What have we got? Mum and, and the New Dad. That's uh, Chris and Chrissy down in Salt Lake. Empty Rant Podcast, In One Day Radio, uh, Dog and Juice Show, Red Dad Radio, I did that. The internet was got the ball boy. Yep. Just go to podcastcollective.com, check it out. You'll find some great shows on there. All right, John. Uh, Creepercast, what's going on? Oi. Uh, Creepercast01.blogspot.com. Go there for your daily horror needs. Things are trucking along slowly. The other two guys have been a little preoccupied to post too much, but they're getting back in gear and I've been holding the fort down in the meantime. So there is still stuff there on a daily basis. So go check it out. Creepercaster1.blogspot.com. And if you are, uh, killing some time, go to podchaser.com, put in the mega key coffin, Joe, and you can leave us a review, rank the show and get us up in the ratings before it goes alive while it's still in beta testing and, uh, get us some new listeners. So yes, go check that out. I haven't checked out that lately. Anyway, if you can't hear it, Joel, but the song is playing right now. We're playing Passenger by Powderfinger to go out tonight. Because I was a passenger on an aeroplane this week, twice. Oi. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Night.
dirty, dirty boy. Wow, 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 wow. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.